Before we get into today's podcast, here is two ways that I can help you out completely for free on how to lose fat forever and do it while enjoying the process. Firstly, book in your free Fat Loss Forever Blueprint call. This is where I'm going to help you map out the next six months completely free. How to eat, how to sleep, how to train, all that stuff. You can do that at andrewmarshamfitness.com forward slash AMF strategy session. Also, link will be in the description. Next, I can give you a free custom meal plan to get the ball rolling with your nutrition. Go to andrewmarshamfitness.com forward slash meal dash plan dash application. Again, link will be in the description. And if you want to know more about our AMF four-hour workout week program and where I will help you guarantee you get a life-changing result over the next six months and lose fat forever, that's andrewmarshamfitness.com forward slash get dash fit dash fast. Again, linked in the description. Let's get into today's episode. I'm so tired. There's not enough hours in the day. Bullshit excuses. I've got too much to do. I have to work late. I have to run the kids around. The bullshit excuses. I have to get up early tomorrow. They end now. This is fitness for nine to fivers. You work day to day jobs. In fact, you may even have two, and you've been trying to fit in a healthy lifestyle. We have the solution. This is fitness for nine to fivers. And this is Andrew Marsham. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Fitness for Nine to Fivers podcast. Today, we are going to be covering. Let me just <laughs> let me just nail the title here. How to fire up your metabolism for shredding fat. So that is the topic we are going to get into today. Um, now, when it comes to firing up your metabolism, there's a few things that you can do. Um, some are going to be more impactful than others. Some will actually seriously inhibit your metabolism. Um, so first and foremost, let's kind of cover the strategies that are really going to fire up your metabolism, and then we'll get into the back half of this. We will get into the strategies you want to avoid that are really going to slow it down. So first and foremost, the, the biggest rate of return that you will get on firing up your metabolism, which again in turn will help burn the overall body fat, is strength training. A lot of people overlook load resistance training, doing weights when it comes to fat loss. We've all been the cardio, you know, bunnies, if you want, in the gym, if that's the word. Um, I've certainly been down that route when it comes to trying to lose fat before, thinking that cardio was superior. The reality is really not the case. Um, it's always going to be resistance training. That is your number one go-to. Changing your body composition, really changing your muscle tone, how you look, um, your resistance training is going to be second to none, and that should be paramount in any training if your goal is fat loss and muscle build or looking lean or looking toned. If you love cardio, perfect, do that, but um, also put yourself into the psychopath category <laughs> for, for anyone who enjoys cardio. Um, but when it comes to really firing up metabolism, because resistance training what you get after a resistance training something session is something called epoc so that is energy post oxygen consumption so let's say you go a walk or you do some cardio you know a light jog or something like that when you stop you stop burning calories period that's that it's done 
You stop moving, you stop burning calories. When you go and do weights or do resistance training, you create an energy, an oxygen deficit, sorry, um, within your body. Because of the way you train, because of the load, because of the resistance, etc., you create an, what's called an oxygen deficit. So what your body does is it actually consumes there's energy energy consumed post workout to try and to try and reverse that oxygen deficit. Now, this then in turn actually burns calories. So that's your soreness, your stiffness. That actual recovery process really burns calories post workout and probably for and for actually I believe up to seventy two hours after. Now that will tail off the more trained you are. So if you're someone who's been in the gym for like three to five years plus consistently, following a solid routine, then it's maybe going to be close to twenty four to forty eight. But if you're just in your first maybe couple of years of serious structured training, you will get a, metab a, a, a metabolism boost for around 72 hours post-session. Um, again, that doesn't mean you can just go and pig out and you're, you'll be good to go, but it is a considerable boost. Now, secondary to that from resistance training, you also get an increase in muscle mass, of course, if you are progressing. So if you're increasing muscle mass over a period of time, that then in turn means you're going to burn more calories because muscle is a very expensive tissue to hold on to. Um, your body burns a lot of calories just by simply maintaining muscle mass um, at rest. So if you had two people of the same weight and one was 30% body fat, one was 10, the likelihood is the person who was burning 10%, who was 10% body fat would burn more calories due to having more lean mass. Now, there could be factors that play into that but more often than not, and in general terms, that's going to be the case. Um, so focusing and increasing your muscle mass is another key driver of actually firing up your metabolism. That's, again, when it comes to fat loss, making sure you have a good baseline of muscle mass is absolutely key. A lot of, I see this so often, and I was really, really guilty of this in my younger years as well. This was something that I was really surprised about. Um, and it was the fact that I was very surprised at how little muscle mass I had and how much body fat I had. Um, we tend to overestimate how much muscle mass we have and underestimate how much body fat we have, just in general terms. And this is across the board. This is not me speaking to one person. This is in general terms. Um, most people tend to do that. Um it's just a reality. So when it comes to really making significant changes to your metabolism, when it comes to muscle mass, it can be like a one to three year process. Um, it's not something that's going to happen in an instant. Can it happen? Can kicking in some resistance training and things like that really help? Absolutely. Um, but it's not the it's not something that's going to happen overnight. So resistance training. The, the, the recovery period will, will speed up your metabolism and also the building of muscle mass will speed up your metabolism. A high-protein diet in terms of nutrition is the only thing that will speed up your metabolism. You sometimes see like spices and things like that marketed as increasing your metabolism. They probably increase your metabolism like 0.0001% because... They have to actually do it for them to be allowed to market that. Um, sometimes, I mean, I remember seeing it in bags of crisps before. Um, it was like certain they had a certain chili in them um, or a certain spice in them. 
And they could then market that to speeding up your metabolism. I actually bought those, Chris, because I thought they sped up your metabolism. <laughs> um, and they were like just regular crisps. Um, uh, but, but I can't remember what they were. I can, they were a pink bag. I cannot remember for life me what they were. Um, but I used to fall into that trap. Um, eating a high-protein diet has been shown scientifically to, to speed up your metabolism, whether it's through the increase in lean muscle mass, the, 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 the protein turnover and the, the, the protein synthesis and things like that as well that, that will occur from consuming protein. It could be the fact that when you ingest protein, what you will tend to see is that 25% of the calories are burned off just through digestion alone. Just digestion alone. With, with carbohydrates and fats, it's like 3 and 8%, or the other way, about 8 and 3%. Um, something along those lines. It's not exact, but it's very, very close. Um, so again, those are kind of your main ways to really fire up the metabolism in terms of resistance training and nutrition. Now, there is one cardio method out there that will increase your metabolism, and that is HIT, high-intensity interval training. Now, the thing is, most people do not truly do HIT. True HIT is 10 seconds all out. Like, you cannot go any longer. <laughs> you should be going at such a pace in an exercise that you cannot go 10 to 15 seconds at max, max speed. If you can do a minute on, a minute off, that's interval training. Not to say it's bad, that it's good, that it's indifferent. It's just not hit. <laughs> High-intensity interval training is where you cannot do something for longer than 10 to 15 seconds. Anything above that, and it's medium intensity, and it's, it's interval training. That, that's what that is. That's by definition. But because when you, if anyone has ever done hit, what I used to do was I used to go and do sprints. And I would sprint the length of a football pitch and walk it back. Football pitch is like five minutes from my house. And I would sprint the length of a football pitch and walk it back. That was hit. And I am telling you, the recovery from that is just about matches any leg day. Um, if you're low in calories and you're doing hit, you're going to really, really struggle to recover. It's again, it's a trade-off you have to think about when you're maybe weighing up your cardio method. What's the best method for me? What should I do? You know, and what's the kind of best way for me to burn fat or fit cardio into my schedule, etc. Um, so thinking about things in that perspective as well, those are the kind of major drivers that are really going to increase your metabolism. That is what is going to truly actually speed up metabolism. Not these chilies, not these... Um, you know, certain things and, and stuff like that, um, these foods and stuff, you will see, um, you will see plenty of, you know, supplements and things like that claiming that they will speed up your metabolism. Again, they may do, but really it's going to be a case of focusing on the big drivers of those. Yes, they may have an impact, but it's going to be, it's going to be absolutely minuscule. Now, there are two other things that are worth noting, and those are sleep and also hydration. Drinking some water right now. As always, hit the three-liter club every day. <laughs> My voice nearly went there. Hit the three-liter club every single day when it comes to your water and hydration. Absolutely key. If you're not hitting three liters of water, you need to start. That's really going to help fire up your metabolism. Sleep as well. 
Make sure you're sleeping at the same times. Getting a solid seven to nine hours a night. Quality sleep. Quality sleep. Um, and that will allow you to, 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 to essentially build your metabolism up over time. Again, it's something that can be really... Metabolism can be damaged as such, but it's... Damaged is a strong word. It can be adapted, but it can always be repaired and reversed. Now, let's kind of switch this into the things to avoid that are really going to slow down your metabolism. Number one, hours of cardio. <laughs> hours of cardio will massively reduce your metabolism. You're, if you're just doing cardio all the time to try and lose weight, what happens is your body starts getting rid of muscle mass. It has no reason to hold on to the lean body mass that you have actually created or have on your body through resistance training or anything that you've previously done, for example. Maybe you don't even have much to start with. Your body is going to get rid of it. It, it wants to get rid of muscle tissue ahead of fat tissue. That's the way your body works. It gets rid of the expensive tissue. You, you think about your physique or your, your, your body. It's built on survival. That's all it cares about. It's built to survive. It has no idea you want to look good for the beach or <laughs> look nice, um for that wedding. It, it doesn't care. It only wants to survive. And it survives by getting rid of expensive tissues such as muscle and shedding and keeping holding on to body fat stores, which are basically energy, um, allowing it to live longer. So you have to play into what your body wants. Now, hours of cardio will, will slow down your metabolism. It will also burn calories, but it will slow down your metabolism. That's not to say that doing cardio is going to result in you gaining fat or anything like that. Again, you have to take con considerations into account, but it's, it's something to consider. Another thing that will massively slow down your metabolism more than anything else is extreme low-calorie diets. What happens when you go from eating 3,000 calories a day, 3,500 calories a day, to, to making some changes and you drop your calories down to 1,200 because you want to lose weight? You will lose weight very quickly. <laughs> you will drop weight very, very fast. You will go from, if you drop your calories from 3,000, 3,500 3, to 1,200, you're going to drop weight like that. Your body, again, is a survival machine. That's all it wants to do. So what does it do? Your metabolism will adapt and slow down to 1,200 calories. So what happens then? You're now stuck at a plateau of 1,200 calories with almost no room to cut. You're struggling. In order to continue to drop weight, you're going to have to keep going down. Now, what happens when you've spent four weeks at 1,200 calories and you're kind of stuck? You're at a plateau. You don't know what to do. You go, oh, fuck this. I'm going back to my old diet. You go back to eating 3,000 calories a day, and because your metabolism is so down-regulated and adapted, you are now gaining weight at a rapid rate because your metabolism is used to consuming 1,200 calories. So when you slam into low-calorie diets or go into these quick approaches, these overnight approaches, your metabolism adapts really, really quickly. You hit a plateau really, really quickly, and you end up gaining weight again. And that is that vicious cycle of diets. Again, there is a time and a place to push. There is a time and a place to, to go for it in terms of calories and things like that. But it has to be done in a gradual manner. If you're just diving in straight away to, for example, 
a, a, a very low calorie diet, it's only going to lead to disaster further down the line. That's all that's going to happen. So when you are tapering your calories or when you are really losing fat and things like that, um, just make sure to, to, to do it in a slow, gradual manner. I always say this, it's better to go slow and be moving forward than to, to, to try and burn yourself out in a, a ridiculous manner, going very quickly to achieve a result in a few weeks or a few months, just to end up back where you started and worse, maybe six months down the line. Play the long game when it comes to fat loss. Play the long game when it comes to getting the best shape of your life. It's a body you're going to live in the rest of your days, so you might as well you might as well try and look after it and do the right things for it. Um, so let's get into the questions. Does anyone on the call um, have any questions or anything around that tonight? Um, by all means, let me know if you do. Anyone get any questions this evening? All good? I think we're all good. Sounds good to me. Right, question time. So let's get into some questions. Sam doing very well so far. Chris doing also very well so far, which is good. Um, I do like flicking through these check-ins and seeing some positive results. <laughs> um, which is what it's all about. Do -do -do. All good, all good. Questions, no questions. Anyone on the call got any questions for me this evening? Anyone want to throw me a curveball? Hit me up with something? <laughs> Catch me off guard? Nothing for anyone? <laughs> can all... you hear me? Yes, I can. Andrew, if you prepare food... Yes. Or during cooking process, does this somehow affect the protein or not? So that's what I mean is yeah the the quality let's of say, protein, uh, quality of the protein gets reduced or something. Yeah, quality of protein, amount of pro amount of protein, quality of protein. Let's say I I, I prepare the oat uh, like oatmeal. Yeah, and I add protein uh, before, and I cook it within oats. Does it affect amount of protein that's in, or or quality, or anything, or not really? It affects the protein, but it, all it does is essentially pre-digest it. Uh huh. So okay. you still get all the benefits of the protein, but heating the proteins all right tend to break them down. However. It's not like they become unusable. It's not like they become tarnished in any way. They will essentially start to get broken, start to get broken down. Um, some more than others. Again, there's different types of amino acids and things like that in different structures. For example, whey is different to, for example, something like chicken or lean beef or anything along those lines. But you will not, you will not have any problems. It's not like by heating that up and stirring it through the oats that. Um, the protein's going to going to be no use or anything. There is th that theory okay. banded around from time to time, um, but there is really no science to actually back up the fact that anything 
negative happens, and it actually really points to um, just that, that everything's okay. It actually just kind of points to to potentially right. a little bit of predigestion. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sense? Good. Thank you. No problem yeah, at all. Yeah, that's no problem at all. Um, right. Anyone got anything else while they're on the call that they'd like to ask? Anything at all we can we can run through with you guys at the moment? All good. Oh, John's John's got some views in his house this week, so he can't join the calls. <laughs> um final questions. Nope. Oh, someone's lost a stone in their first week, which is fantastic. <laughs> um, um, that is all I have. Um, if anyone's got no further questions, that is everything. And um, for anyone who's watching back, make sure to grab your free Fat Loss Forever call or check out one of the three free ways that I can help you that was announced at the start of the podcast. Um, for everyone who's in the call tonight, thank you very much as always. Really do appreciate you guys coming on. Uh, means the world to me. Um, and if there's anything else, of course, that myself or Jordan can help you out with, please, by all means, let us know. Um, but hope you all have a, a good week. Scotland, we are getting close. It is a week and a bit to go. Um, hopefully, we will remain open this time. <laughs> but we will see. <laughs> um, Paul, you excited? <laughs> oh, very excited. Yeah, it'll be good. good stuff. Kayleigh, what well, about you? Looking forward to it? Yeah, can't wait. Can't wait, looking forward to it. <laughs> well, we're getting close, folks. Um, but thank you all for your attendance tonight. Hope you all enjoyed this and took something from it. And again, if there's anything you want me to, to cover in these calls, please, by all means, let me know. Um, and speak to you all later on. See you later. Bye-bye. Thanks, Andrew. Have a good night, guys. Bye. Thank you. Bye. You've been listening to Fitness for 9 to Fivers with Andrew Marsham. You're a grown-ass human being. You have a job. Maybe two, kids, errands, bills, a wife, friends. And while the excuse list gets bigger, so does your waist. That's where Andrew comes in. Until next time, find Andrew on Facebook at andrew.marsham.737 and on Instagram at andrewmarsham underscore fitness. To reach out to Andrew, send an email at amfit1993 at gmail.com. We'll see you next time.